Okay, so our story this morning is the woman at the well. Well done for finding the, the little phrase um, in our little game. It's a... Uh, let's just pray before we start. Father God, I pray that you would help us to listen. I pray that you would help us to concentrate and help us to think about the things that you want to teach us this morning. And I pray, Father God, that you would speak this morning and you would help us to really come face to face with the Jesus that some of us know and love really well. But for some of us that don't, maybe this might be the first time that you you meet them this morning. And so, Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be opening eyes and hearts this morning in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so it's been Hannah Faith's birthday this week and uh, she's now 13. She's a teenager and um, we got this amazing card which uh, I haven't had uh, permission to show so I might get comments in the chat but this is uh, Hannah Faith's birthday card from uh, <laughs> besties, okay? Uh, you can't quite see them. We've covered them up with googly eyes for safeguarding reasons. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Um, but this is a birthday card from Hannah Face Best Friends, and uh, we are missing them really a lot. We're missing them a lot. So my question first to you today is, you might have a best friend, but who who knows you the best? Who knows you the most about you? who's been there for you who's the one that really understands you and it might be more than one person actually it's quite healthy to have more than one best friend um but who is the people that knows you best um and maybe that's different times in your life you've had different friends you've had different people that um that have understood you um and maybe you've got long-standing friends i don't know if you've ever seen that birthday card when you go birthday card shopping and it says you have to be my best friend because you know too much about me um, which I always thought was a fairly funny card. Um, but do you know, even though we have lots of people that are close to us, I think that it's really hard to find just one person or somebody that knows absolutely everything about us. Because we're quite complex, aren't we? Um, and we don't always share the things that are deep down in our hearts, our struggles, the things that we really worry about. Often we we kind of we kind of cover those up. And I know that when I was a teenager, when I was growing up, I struggled with the thought that nobody really knew who I was. Nobody really knew all the thoughts in my head. Nobody really understood me. And I, that's not just true for me because when I'm at school, I sit down and speak to girls who feel the same. They feel the same way. They feel that nobody really gets them. Um, because I think we all wrestle with things that are deep inside and we all wrestle with thoughts that are hard and we all wrestle with things that we've perhaps done and who we are. Um, and often we present a version of ourselves don't we to other people and that depends on who we're with it can look different depending on who we're with and what version of ourselves we want to show but um and this morning we're going to just think about this relationship between a beautiful lady and Jesus and actually being known for who you are and that being okay that actually it's okay to be who we are and be known for that and there's a safe place for that person to be Jesus um, so this is where we find our lady today uh, in John chapter 4 and uh, the thing that she says at the end of this story is it says come and see a man oh thank you that's helpful uh, there we go come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did 
No, I'll be honest, that phrase kind of scares me slightly. If somebody uh, talked to me, I ran into the streets and said, let me tell you everything that this man says I've done. I'm not sure that's how I <laughs> would respond. That scares me slightly. But actually, um, this woman's life is so transformed that she's just desperate to say, this man has changed me. I am different. Um, so she meets a man who tells her everything she did. A life is transformed. And uh, in knowing Jesus, that's the thing that transforms her. And in getting to know him, he honours her, he respects her, he treats her with love, and he offers her life and a future, a thing that she's not had before. He chooses to, to offer her to freedom. I've often asked God why I've experienced some of the things that I've experienced. And there isn't an answer to that. Um, but the answer that there is is that God will use it to bring glory to himself. He will use it to help other people. He will use it so that other people don't need to feel alone or by themselves. And that's the scenario that we have today. We've got a scenario where God sent his son Jesus to sit by a girl, not just to understand her, but to fully know her. He would give his life for her so she could have a relationship with someone that was just not her, for her friend, but her saviour. This is a turnaround story. And this is an account written in John. It's not just a story, it's a real life story of a moment in a woman's life where she understands that she's fully known, fully accepted, and he draws her out of the shadows and restores her. Okay, go back one. There we go. It says in John 4, 28 to 30, the woman left her water jar and went back to the town. She said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Messiah? The people came out of the town and made their way towards Jesus. Who knows you best? Jesus is the one that knows us best. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not very good at doing the clicker at the same time. <laughs> uh, okay. Jesus knows who you are. So this encounter starts but where you are. I can't read you. Um, this encounter starts by a well, and this is not a chance encounter. This is Jesus going on a detour through Samaria. It's a land that perhaps he shouldn't be going through because Jews aren't really liked there. The disciples definitely were not up for it. They definitely didn't want to go. But he goes on purpose to see a woman. He goes at the right time, in the right place to talk to her especially. And this is an intentional visit. He intentionally goes to show a lady that she's known and accepted. He intentionally goes because he knows that she will go and tell her whole town that he is the saviour of the world. But then we have a woman, this girl, she goes to the town well on purpose at noon. She goes when nobody else is there. She goes in the heat of the day carrying a massive water vessel um, and it's hot. She just You just wouldn't go at that time, but she didn't want to go when anyone else was there. She didn't want to be part of the gossip that happens in the morning. She didn't want to be part of the conversation. In fact, she wanted to be unseen. And so we get to this point where she's at the well and this man comes and starts talking to her. And she's completely embarrassed and confused because why would this man come and talk to her? 
he shouldn't be talking to somebody of her race, of her gender, of her position, but he actually sits down and talks to her. And she has done her best to keep herself hidden and out of the way. And there's a man intentionally coming and sitting and talking to her. Do you know the Bible tells us that God knows where we are all of the time? He knows that he, searched, he searches the land to find us. Chronicles tells us that the eyes of the Lord range over the earth to find the hearts of those who are fully committed to him. Yes. Jesus tells a story about the lost sheep, about a shepherd going to find that one lost sheep. Do you know, it doesn't matter where you are this morning. God comes to find you. He's so intentional about talking to you. He's so intentional about coming and sitting beside you because you are precious. There's no dark corner there's no pit, there's no far away that you can get. Jesus is always wanting to come and talk to you. And Jesus knows where you are, but he also knows who you are. See, he just doesn't come to talk to random people. He comes intentionally to talk to you. He knows who you are. I once prayed for a friend that would understand me. I got a little bit uh, in a position where I just needed someone that would understand exactly who I was without too much explanation. And I prayed and I said, God, I just, I just need someone to understand, perhaps not to understand everything, but to understand where I'm coming from. And I asked God for this friend and I didn't even know her at the time. Uh, God just said, it's that lady over there. And it was a little bit embarrassing, I'll be honest. But she became my friend and she did understand me. Um, but do you know what? We need a friend that understands everything about us. And as we get our friends alongside us to guide us towards Jesus, it's Jesus that we need to look to. Because you know what? Jesus knows your inmost being. Jesus knitted you together. Jesus understands your all of your thoughts. And our girl who sat at the well, she doesn't know who's talking to her. She doesn't know who Jesus is, but Jesus knows everything about her. He knows exactly who he's talking to. He knows her past, he knows her present, he knows her questions, he knows her insecurities, he knows her worries. And the more Jesus talk, the more she talks to Jesus, the more she's intrigued. And the more he understands, the more she says. Our girl in this story, she's had many partners and is looking for something, but she's not finding it. And Jesus wants to give her what she's looking for. He wants to give her life in all its fullness. And so he holds out the water from the well and says to her, I give you living water. I can give you more. I can satisfy you. I can quench your deepest thought, your deepest need and your deepest longing. Jesus knows where we are. Jesus knows who we are. And Jesus knows what you need. Jesus knows that we, we need to be understood, that we need to be known, that we need to be reached. Our girl was waiting. She was waiting for life to be explained. She was hoping that there was an answer. She was hoping that there was more. I don't know if you are wondering what life's about, if you're wondering whether there's more than you have. And in this series that we've been looking at in John, we've been thinking and looking at more. Um, and Jesus brings the most that there can be. Jesus brings life in all its fullness. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus said, the one you're talking about is the one speaking to you. 
I am he. <clears throat> you see, our Father in heaven hears our hearts cry. And he sent Jesus to a well to meet one of his daughters, to meet her greatest need and give her life. You see, when you're face to face with the King of heaven, our worlds are changed. And in one conversation, this woman has gone from a lonely well visitor going to get a bucket of water by herself to being treated with honour and respect and love and being offered a gift of living water, being a gift, offering a gift of life. Because Jesus restores us and Jesus has a future for us. The Bible tells us that he has a plan and a purpose for us. <clears throat> the Bible tells us that he'll turn our mourning into gladness. The Bible tells us that he will set us free. And the Bible tells us that we can cast all our burdens onto him and he will carry them. Our lives don't need to just look. Our lives need a whole transformation when we stand in front of Jesus and he changes us. Jesus knew where she was and he went to her. Jesus knew who she was and he loved her. Jesus knew what she needed and he offered her life. And Jesus knew what she would do. And so the moment that her life is changed, the moment that she realises that this man, he's more than she ever dreamed of. She, he's, he's the man that knows everything. He's, he's a man that's changing her life around. This is what she does. It says, many, Samaritan, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two more days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you've said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. We have a lady that um, went to a well at noon not to be seen. And now, now we have a lady that's running into a town and shouting about a man who has changed her life. She sets herself into public to tell people about the most important thing that has happened to her, a life transforming thing that has drawn her out of dark places, that has drawn her out of a place of shame, out of a place where she she just felt closed down and dark and not able to get out of and being face to face with Jesus brings her into the light and draws her to tell the Samaritans, to tell the whole of her town about Jesus who has done this amazing thing for her. Jesus knew what she would do and she told everybody. I wonder who knows you best. I wonder who the person is that understands you the most. If you don't know Jesus, he's close by. He purposefully comes and sits close by to you and he offers you life because he understands completely all the thoughts in your head, all the wonderings, all the worries, all the things you don't understand. He understands every single one of them. You see, we are created incredibly by our Father in heaven who understands the intricacies of our hearts. We are known thoroughly by our Father in heaven, who takes us by the hand and says, I'll walk with you. Our Samaritan woman 
told everybody about Jesus. Now we have a beautiful video of a beautiful lady who's going to do the same. Hi, my name is Catherine and I'm a member of Halifax Elam Church. Five years ago I was in a really bad place emotionally due to a combination of events that had occurred in my life. I was feeling completely overwhelmed and one day I realised that I could not carry on as I was. I stepped down from all my duties at the church I was then attending and went off sick from work. I think just acknowledging how ill I was made me stop and I was actually off sick for a year and had a complete nervous breakdown. Feeling completely helpless and worthless, I was offered counselling from work, which was okay, except I just unloaded my rubbish, talked about it, and then picked it up again to go home. I was a Christian, but I couldn't pray anymore or read my Bible. The days just drifted by and the nights were awful. The sleep deprivation made me even more vulnerable. The only thing I could do, and it sounds odd, was paint extra strength nail hardener on my fingernails. I felt it was symbolic that I was still clinging to the rock, Jesus. I was aware that people were praying for me. At this point, my employer was trying to help by redeploying me and eventually I was offered a three month probationary trial. During this time, I started attending Elim Halifax and about a year later, we got a new pastor who introduced us to the Freedom in Christ course. From session one, I knew it was for me. The session talked about never feeling good enough or feeling the need to hide behind a mask or to earn God's love. At the end of 10 weeks, I was transformed. I just felt sad that I'd not had this teaching earlier in my Christian journey. I still felt I had some work to do and I approached pastor's wife and had some counselling. This time I brought my rubbish, unloaded it and we looked at it together, this time exposing it to the light of God's word and his truth and inviting the Holy Spirit with us to counsel and give us wisdom. I was able to forgive people and prayed for their lives to be blessed. I realised that I was not worthless at all. Jesus thought I was worthy enough to die for. And I was never alone. That was a lie. God had never left me. And I was most certainly not hopeless. God has plans to bless me and to give me hope and a future. My story continues, but I now know why I'm in Christ. I have a support network at church and amazingly I've been able to help others by sharing my story of God's love and faithfulness. God loves us all so much. Just cry out to him. He'll transform your life. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. God bless you. So there's a story of hope that God wants to, to write on each other's lives and all of our lives. Um, if he did it for 
the woman at the well and he did it for Catherine and he's done it for Sarah and as he can do it for you too he can make sense of your life and uh, one of the things that I've been really struck by has been uh, just over the last few weeks talking to people who uh, I've just would love to just have that assurance that that they they know that they know the God that they know that they're known by God that they know that they're Christians they have that assurance that they are secure and safe and so I just wanted to give you an opportunity just to pray and to just if you haven't already just to say God I really do put my faith in you this is how you can know and be secure in the love of God for you this is Romans 10 verse 9 to 9 and 10 if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead then you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved and so I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now and if you want to join in reading this prayer out loud then this is a really good way of just saying God I really mean this I want to be sure that I'm saved that I'm forgiven that that I'm I've been rescued by God I want to lead this different kind of life I want to go from being hidden to being seen I want to go from not searching for all of these answers but I want to know that I have found the answer in Christ and so if you want to join this prayer then just read it out loud with me as I pray dear heavenly father thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins I acknowledge that I have sinned and that I cannot save myself I believe that Jesus came to give me life and by faith I now choose to receive you into my life as my Lord and Saviour may the power of your indwelling presence enable me to be the person you created me to be help me to turn away from all the wrong things in my life and to know and be changed by the truth that sets people free in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen And I just want to um, pray that some of us might feel like we're in that dark place I, I, I know that some of us do I know that some of us are feeling that I know that that talk was for, for especially for some people that are that are Christians but are feeling like that woman in the well that they're just in a dark place and actually we need Jesus to sit next to us and restore us and so I just I just want to pray for you guys because I I feel that in my heart um so let's just just pray Lord I our routines are different our lives are different things have changed some of us are running around like headless chickens and some of us have not a lot to do but father god when things change it stirs up who we are inside us it changes the way we cope with things our coping mechanisms are, are different and it changes everything about uh, the things that we've learned about what we normally do and so lord i i ask father god that you would just go and sit next to people right now that you would sit at that well with people who are feeling lost and down and unhappy and that this is just harder than they want it to be and Lord that might not just be about lockdown it's just about who we are and who we need you to be in our lives Father God
And so I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would start a restoration. Catherine's got a beautiful story. And all it took was to sit at Jesus' feet and say, I'm ready, I'm ready. And so I pray, Lord Jesus, that this morning people would say, I'm ready. If you prayed that prayer earlier then do get in touch with us you can email us uh, info at halifaxhealingchurch.org.uk we'd love to just get in touch and send you some information just to help you grow in your faith and uh, we're going to sing one more song just to finish but just to say we've got lots going on this